0: Welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children, with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time.
1: that's the thing too is tanner was so little and he would have so many questions like he'd hear noises in the car when he was about three or four and he'd say what's that what's that you know and i I would have to describe it to him and a lot of them i i didn't really hear because they were kind of far away but his hearing is he's a better listener than i am because he's forced to use the sense more but um he doesn't have better hearing but he's a better listener yeah so um i was gonna say you just have to constantly narrate sorry the, the what's going on all the time
0: Hello, and welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, nurse practitioner in child development and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer of moms around the world who are raising world changers, one child at a time, one day at a time. I am so excited to be here for an episode in season two, and we have a very interesting conversation ahead with our guest today, Julie Long. Before we jump into the interview itself, I'd love to just share a proverb, which is how I like to open our shows, and kind of gives us something to think about and and look at in terms of of an African proverb of wisdom. So if your vision is for a year, plant wheat. If your vision is for a decade, plant trees. If your vision is for a lifetime, plant people. And you'll see how this ties into our episode very quickly. As the guest that we have today is a friend of a friend who we happen to be talking one day. She knows I like the show This Is Us. And she happened to mention that the neighbor's son was able to be one of the characters in an episode back in season four, I believe. And the more she shared about Tanner, the more I knew that whoever Tanner's mom was, that she was raising a world changer in her son. And so we get to talk to the mom of Tanner today, and I'm very excited to share more about her story. So to give you some background on Julie, Julie was born and raised in Northern California, uh, right here in the peninsula of the Bay Area. She studied for college in San Diego State University, which it happens to be where my brother and the editor who helps produce the show with me also went to school. Uh, she was missing the Bay Area so much that she decided to come back and graduate from San Jose State University with a degree in psychology and a minor in business. After graduating college, she went backpacking with two of our closest friends across Europe for three months, which she says was the best experience of her life an amazing way to see the larger world that we live in. After working for several years uh, in the Bay Area and various tech companies, including EMC and Tidal Software, she was pregnant and married in 2008. In 2009, she delivered her son Tanner. When Tanner was six months old, she found out that he was completely blind in both eyes. And this is where her journey as a mom gets very interesting. So welcome, Julie. <laughs> How are you today?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, we are delighted to, to talk more, share your story, and and really learn You know, from some of the things that, that are unique about parenting when you have a child with special needs. I think the show, This Is Us, does some really great things, and that's why it's one of my favorite shows, in that it just brings in reality and different kinds of reality and different ways that families come together and grow and navigate some of the ups and downs that we all face as uh, as people. And so yes. we introduced, yeah, a, a character, one of the, the parents, Kate and Toby uh, have a son who they learn also at a very young age is blind. Uh, it introduced this whole world of special needs parenting, right? The child who has a, a, a in this case, a physical disability. And I really loved how they treated the situation. And I feel like I learned a lot just by watching how the family navigated those early years. So yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words?
1: Okay. Well, as you mentioned, I was born and raised in Northern California. And we so sort I of went through all that. My family's all local and I live with my son, Tanner, but yes, this is us kind of landed in our lap last year. And it was one of those, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it was one of those right place at the right time, you know, situation. kind of things, just sort of situation that we, we didn't seek out, but we, we were approached by one of Tanner's teachers at the California school for the blind. He was 10 years old at the time and in fifth grade. And they sent out a casting call or, you know, a couple of agencies sent out different casting calls asking for a blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, blind or visually impaired child boy and doesn't need any acting experience and can, uh, but is friendly. And there aren't a lot of descriptions, (laughs) you know, in California at this time right now for a blonde hair, blue eyed, blind child that Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. is outgoing maybe there are, but I I don't think there are. But anyway, so his teacher asked if we, if she could send in Tanner's picture just for, you know, for laughs. And she sent in the picture and the cast, not the casting agent, but the agency that was casting for it contacted us and asked if we could send in a few minutes of a tape, Tanner reading some lines. And so we, Mm -hmm. with the help of our youth, youth pastor at my church, we did some lines and sent that in. And then about Four or five days later, we were on a plane to LA to shoot for This Is Us. And to be honest, I didn't really even have a TV before this opportunity came to Tanner Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I had gone through a divorce. And so my ex-husband took this giant TV we had, which is not a problem because Tanner listens to a lot of things on tape and I read so I don't normally watch television and, or if I did, I would be on my phone or something. So, and I, I hadn't really seen This as Us because I knew it was already into a couple of seasons and I didn't, you know, I just didn't, hadn't seen it yet, but I've heard great things about it, you know? So I just, I was busy being a mom and spending time with Tanner. I kind of thought watching TV and having him with me would leave him out in a way and have a lot of questions. So mm. I just skipped the TV part anyway. So we went down there. And it was such a neat experience for somebody, I think, you know, from, for Tanner's point of view, he, you think of movies or TV shows and even as a, a sighted person and you just have no idea how much goes into them and how much work behind the scenes. Yes. 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 And just all the people involved And I mean, it's such an amazing group of people that we met and they're so down to earth and so friendly and just real, real people. So that was nice. It wasn't, you know, there was no attitude or any sort of, you know, I don't know. You know, oh gosh, this actor won't talk to us or anything. I mean, they were all just so nice. And Chrissy Metz was so nice and everybody. And Tanner's scene got cut for that particular trip that we went down last November. Well, they called a few weeks later and said they wanted to bring him back and have him shoot another scene. So we went back in December of last year and sorry in 2019 and Mm -hmm. he shot another scene and it was the little music scene at the end of episode season four episode 15 clouds and um that was his scene and he had a really good time he had to learn a song and it was a rock song they were actually playing in the background and all of the kids learned the song and played together really really well And it took about 25, 30 minutes to shoot, I think. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, he had, he did his classes on, on the set and everything. What's really neat is that they have all these teachers for these kids and these places to have school and everything on the set. I mean, I just think that's, of course, the kids need to be schooled, but it's just so amazing how it's so organized and so thought out. And they had a, you know, a real vi visually impaired specialist to help Tanner and the production assistants were so nice and you know they asked us if he needed a ramp or anything and you know he doesn't but it was so nice to be thought of and in that way I guess and um and just very very much very welcoming and just a really nice group of people and we got to you know I got to, as a mom I got to go with them and see the set and everything and that was fun because it's so realistic looking on TV. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of fun to see like all this stuff behind the scenes and how many people go into making the show, how great it is. And they oh, go goodness. to every little detail as far as casting for a blind person. And Blake Stadnick, who plays the older Jack Damon, the singer mm-hmm. is amazing. So, so when he did get cast, I, I borrowed a TV <laughs> um, um, from a neighbor who said, we could, you know, keep it for as long as we want. And we, he did watch starting at the season four, because that's where they introduced the blind character as an adult Mm -hmm. and Jack Damon. And so I I watched that first one, I think it was season four, episode one, and I was bawling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, it 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 gives you all those like emotions, different Mm -hmm. times, just all your emotions come up. And I think it's a good cry. A lot of times I don't, you know, I've heard some friends say, Oh, I don't want to cry. I don't want to, you know, and it's like, I feel good after I cry and watch the
0: show.
1: It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of
0: funny, cathartic, you know? Right, right. So, um, and it, yeah, I think that's you know. why it's had so much popularity because um, yes. it does go through so many stages, past, present, future. And, and like I mentioned earlier, real challenges that we all face in one way or another and yeah. can relate to. Everybody can find something to relate to with it. And it's really
1: good to hear. I totally
0: yeah, it's really great to hear totally that, that everybody's as nice as they seem because you always watch these shows and you hope oh. that they're as nice as they you know, appear to oh, be. Oh,
1: but these are and generally so, the nicest people yeah. and everyone from, like I said, the stage, the stage producers to the director to the wardrobe and the people who plan the meals. and so, I mean, they're just genuinely great people. So I that's think that's great. probably what makes it really fun for them. Yes. And they produce good work. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> so, that's right, great.
0: So yeah. you know, when it comes to being a mother, you know, is motherhood what you expected?
1: It is. I think when you have a child that is I'm gonna say I don't want to say special needs or handicap, but when you have a child that's different and they have different needs, it becomes a different journey. So as people that like to go to the movies in the movie theater that's kind of our thing but not too much there's many other things that tanner would rather do and many other sounds and, and things he'd rather experience like for for him he likes to hear machines and he <coughs> likes to hear different fans and cars and engines and he loves to just really understand like i mean he could tell you if that's like a weed whacker a leaf blower or a lawnmower in two seconds where I'd be uh, like, no, oh, I never been here. Right? You know, be like, oh, that's a lawnmower, mom. That's a weed whacker. <laughs> you know, and it's just Eric, he could say that's a diesel, and I'm like, what? He's like, yep, that's a diesel Ford or diesel Ram or you know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, and it is. <laughs> and so I didn't, you know, I, for stuff like that, it's just amazing. And and he he does have perfect pitch. So I I kind of mm-hmm. thought in the back of my mind, like one day he would, you know. Pursue music because he started so young, and so I I just when this this is us came to us, it just made me laugh because they hadn't even heard him play (laughs) music or anything. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, perfect!" Mm -hmm. It did. It kind of did. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just one of those things. It was a great timing thing. So great. Yeah, but Motherhood is um, yeah, amazing. It's the the greatest reward, but you know, you, you definitely have to put in. The effort. And I think, you know, one thing that we have to remember is that kids listen and they hear us. And I've accidentally said some things that maybe I shouldn't Mm. have, but they remember and they they hear. And I think it's important to talk to them anytime that they're confused. And that's the thing, too, is Tanner was so little and he would have so many questions like he'd hear noises in the car when he was about three or four. And he'd say, what's that? What's that? You know, mm-hmm. and I, I would have to describe it to him. And a lot of them, I I didn't really hear because they were kind of far away. But his hearing is—he's a better listener than I am because mm-hmm. he's forced to use the sense more. But um, mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. have better hearing, but he's a better listener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I'm. I was going to say you just have to constantly narrate. Sorry, the, the what's going on all the time is what sure. I found myself doing. And so I'd start talking, and I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't shut up because I felt like <laughs> he needs to know more and more and more.
0: You know, right. finally he's like, okay, mom. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. And I and yeah. you bring up a great point about listening and you know, versus hearing, right? Which are, are two different things. And I mm-hmm. and that is a you know, like you mentioned, when people are differently abled, right? They, the different senses grow, right? If one sense is is not yeah. you know, not available. And so it, it can really, you know, become in some ways a superpower for him to to mm-hmm. be able to really, really hear, you know, what's going on and what people, what's, what people are saying behind what they're saying, right? So yeah, we go to the beginning of you know finding um, you know out about his blindness. Uh, you you mentioned uh, an analogy uh, about travel that I thought was was really interesting. Can you share that with
1: us? Oh sure. Um, well. So imagine just when you think of pregnancy and having a child is like planning a trip to Europe. So when you go and you find out maybe the sex of your child, you start to paint your room pink. And, or, you know, you think about your trip to Europe and Paris or something is where you've always wanted to go and you wanted to see the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower and the Champs Elysees and all the different parts of Paris that you've just dreamed of going and visiting one day. Well, it's kind of like being on that airplane and then all of a sudden your pilot says, well, folks, we're not going to Paris. We're going to go to Holland and, you know, you're going to be in Holland now, no more Paris. So you land in Holland and you can either say, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I mean, be miserable, or you can embrace all the the different things Holland has to offer, you know, the beautiful flowers, the canals, the museums. I mean, there's so many things, the cathedrals and churches and homes and the people and you know, you just sort of deal with it that way in, in terms of having a child that, that's different or has special needs. You've got to ignore the stares and you've got to have a really tough skin because there's going to be people that ask dumb questions, in your opinion, or people that also are just curious and want to know. And you've got to be able to advocate, I think, as well for your child because there are so many resources available nowadays and people sort of, they think that, when you hear your child has a disability or a special need, you automatically kind of shut down for a second and just say, oh, my gosh, there's no way this, this he's going to he or She's going to be happy. You know, how my, how is my child going to have a happy life? You know, we take our vision and our hearing and our speech so for granted, or even our legs and our arms. And there's so many people that can do amazing things without some or, you know, many of those. And you just got to learn and, and sort of teach around it. So that's kind of what we done. And I just, I tell Tanner, you know, just try everything once. If you don't like it, boom, we can move on. You don't have to do it again, but just try it. Cause you never know until so you try. It, right.
0: so. it sounds like he's tried and loved some incredible things.
1: <laughs> he, he does. He's fearless. I mean, he really is. He's, he's a lot of fun and he's got so much energy and he's so friendly that
0: he it's really hard not to again. sort of yeah.
1: engage. <laughs> exactly. Great. Right. So tell us how you,
0: you know, impact children inside and outside of your home.
1: Well, I would, I would actually love to work with visually impaired children or children with special needs in a setting where I wasn't fully in charge, but I was able to aid or assist. I work at a church in the mornings, and then in the afternoons, I aid at a preschool that's behind the church. So it's the same. My boss and pastor is the senior pastor at the church and then his wife runs a preschool and they've done it for 25 years. So they've, you know, have a long standing, really great name for, for the preschool. And it's, it's really been a lot of fun because I mean, there are so many different kinds of kids and there's, I usually, I mean, with the one and two year olds and then the four to three to four year olds, and it's just really fun. You know, i Each kid is just so different. It's just so interesting because we've got every nationality, I think. It's if you can imagine, just all in a class with all these different kids and they're just so excited and so fresh. And they're like kind of clean little humans that just, (laughs) you know, have nothing but love. But they're so loving and age is so great because they just they haven't really gotten into our crazy world yet. Mm -hmm. And they're just so full of just Happiness and love. So I, yeah. I, I'm not quite sure what I would want to do, but I think I just want to continue working with kids in an assisting a c- capacity. Yeah, so that's wonderful. I and feel a little I- old to start <laughs> going and getting degrees, teach, oh. but I, I might. I'm, you never know. I might.
0: Right, right. Now I, I always say that we're all always discovering what we want to be when we grow up. You know, no matter what age we are,
1: because <laughs> yes. one you know the beautiful thing That's about it.
0: life, you know, is that it's a journey and it has seasons and phases and uh, opportunities. You know that that open up some expected and some unexpected. And uh-huh. you know, you know, much like like your journey, and you, you know, when it comes to impacting you know children, it sounds like you also have a an opportunity when people ask questions to impact them everywhere you go. Tell us about that.
1: Oh, sure. I think it's refreshing when somebody asks a question because then I'm able to explain to them. Tanner has a very rare eye disease that the name of it is labor's congenital amaurosis. And it's a genetic eye disease we didn't know until he was about six months. But you know, when people ask me about it, I'm he's fine with talking about it and I'm fine with talking about it. I think he'd rather somebody that's different or has a disability or special need, I think most of them would rather talk to you about it than than not have you ask a question. So um, as much as it seems awkward, but, but, you know, like when you, let's say for instance, a a blind person is at a crosswalk and, and you know, you always want to ask them if they like assistance rather than just help them or, you know, pet their animal or guide dog or anything. I mean, there's just always sort of a, you know, most of them are very independent, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I find, Mm -hmm. and don't really want the help. So definitely ask, ask <laughs> I think, permission. Yeah. Um, ask permission. Yeah, because I think it's very important for somebody that has an impairment to be able to accomplish things on their own that we take for granted. And it's just a respectful way to approach somebody. But yeah, I just, I definitely think also having a child with special needs, you need to be an advocate and there's a lot of things available through each state that resources that can help as far as early development being months old. There's organizations that can help you, even if they're out of state. You can see if they have like a sister program or an affiliate or somebody that most of them do in every state. And they can get you. I mean, we basically contacted Blind Babies organization two days after Tanner's diagnosis when he was six months old. And we were in we started in the California school system at that age in Santa Clara County nine months old going to mommy and me classes and that started his whole education. And then you have the IEPs and then you have the goals and everything that you work for for your child's education, because many, most of these kids can get high school and college degrees. I mean, very much capable <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you should never, ever think that because somebody has a disability or impairment that they're not capable of doing the work that all, of, you know, everyone else can do
0: you, so they may need some supports or some aids or like might look yeah never think but, that
1: anybody is dumb because these right, kids are very smart <laughs> right, absolutely, I know absolutely.
0: that yes every child can absolutely meet their full potential regardless right I, uh, yeah so
1: I agree they might need yeah. a little help but you exactly. know
0: what? as are we all do Very. Right? And we, nobody does it alone. yes and okay. we all need no. to find our own way and so you know, yeah it's a, it's a great reminder that um, that we all need a little bit of support. And it just might look different, you know. Based and it's on... okay.
1: Exactly, <laughs> it's totally okay
0: to need it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So you know, you mentioned the larger world that we live in right now, and you know, when it comes to you know different abilities, I think we as a as a country and as a people, as a world, are talking and uh, operating, or hopefully growing and how and what diversity look like and how we embrace and support and include you know all people and i know we've been talking a lot in terms of race and ethnicity but there's also the the diversity of ability that comes into play so all that's going on you know how do you talk to tanner about diversity Uh, (laughs) race uh, empathy
1: i well it's it, you know it's really for him for me it's not very hard at all because he is so accepting and he he doesn't see the color of people's skin and he judges people basically on solely who they are as a person and it's so refreshing yeah Yeah, it would be really helpful if a yeah and, um, yeah and I was I was raised in you know in Northern California. And I went to a very diverse high school. We had an African-American homecoming king and queen. And, you know, I just, I was raised with the, with the attitude that we're all equal. You never, you never want to discriminate. You never, you know, somebody's color, you don't even think about that. It's just really interesting to see some of these things brought to light in our modern day world. That is just shocking and takes us back hundreds of years that nobody wants to relive or go through. And and I just think it's important to give everybody a chance and equality is so important. And it's so refreshing to see President Biden stand up on stage and, you know, and tell us who he's has chosen for his elected aides and stuff. And I just think in the Georgia win, and I, I told you earlier, I thought Stacey Abrams was amazing yeah. and I just, she's so inspirational yeah. and I'm just so happy that
0: mm-hmm.
1: these difficult couple of years we've had are, there's some light at the end of the tunnel and I know the pandemic will get under control. It's got to be hard for each different state right now. It's overwhelming, right. but we'll get it under control. And I think the new leadership is going to be great. Kamala Harris grew up in the Bay area. So That's you right. know, she's a native. That's right. Kid. And, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very, very close by. And mm-hmm. um I'm just excited. Yeah. I think yes. um, I, I, that. I think we've got a long way to go and to heal and stuff, but I, I think we've got the right people in place to make it happen. So Absolutely. hopefully they can, you know, shed some light on those that have trouble understanding that.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. And by the time, you know, this releases, it'll be President you know Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. I'm, I'm very, very excited with you about what that looks like I and what that means for the country. <laughs> yeah 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 and yeah to
1: hear him speak on tv so intelligently it was like kind of shocking at first i was a little bit like wait a minute he's <laughs> he's actually inspirational <laughs> uplifting it's like oh my god wait i feel you feel like one of those little abused animals on the the you know commercials you see and then all of a sudden somebody hands him some food and mm-hmm. cleans them up and you know they're Bright and shiny and sure. happy, and that's kind of how I feel America <laughs>
0: is. You know? yes, yes, it's are, kind of like the abused animal. Yeah, we we are we're all in many ways in recovery and working towards yes yeah. healing and a, you know a better country and a better world. I and mean, that's you know one of the things that we really wow. stand for here is how can we yeah. raise the next generation to do better and be better, you know, than than even we were able to do. Well, I think be. we're
1: getting there, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely think we are because of obviously because of this last election was so amazing. How many young people showed up to vote, and just in general, I think that that that's where we were going, and then things just got a little wacky. I don't know. I think it's just you know we've got a long ways to go, but I think we will get there.
0: Right, right, and then specifically, I think media has a big role to play in oh, how yeah. different people are perceived and treated. And I think there's a big movement in kind of the, the different, um, differently abled, you know, community and special needs community I to be represented and to self-represent wherever possible. And I think this is us has, has done an, a great job of that representation. They have, Yeah. What are your thoughts and feelings? They have
1: the fact that they hire real people. Blind people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just hats off to them because I mean, you always see somebody who plays a blind person, but they're not blind and it's just kind of hard. Like, how can you really get into a role if, I mean, I, I mean, that makes some great actors, but but like, as far as this show goes, it's so Mm -hmm. authentic and just so real that, yeah, I do. I respect, I respect the fact that they chose real blind or visually impaired actors for this role. Right. It's
0: pretty cool. Right. Yes. Yeah, so and I I hope we're gonna see, you know, more and more of that, not only in this is us, but really all you know, as many television and media, you know, opportunities yep. as possible. Because I do think it yeah. adds an authenticity and a realness that I
1: do. Um, and I think out. it shows people that there's many people out there that could have, you know, an impairment or a disability, but they're very capable and very fun, smart, great people. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. So to take a a little, you know, break on, you know, uh, something kind of practical, I like to talk about, you know, uh, snacks and meals, you know, are there some some fun ones in your house? Like to share? Well,
1: for the most part, my son is pretty open to eating a couple fruits and vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) He loves he loves apples and carrots. So I do make sure and oranges and bananas. So I do make sure to, you know, feed him those things every day. But So for the most part, that's kind of what I do. He's, I mean, he's a big chicken eater, so he he loves chicken and blueberries. Okay. Blueberries. (laughs) (laughs) And he's right here. He just came came in the room and laid down here. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. And and then when it
0: comes to teaching, you know, him and including him in, in cooking and preparing meals, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Oh, he's great. He, he likes to help out a lot. So he'll help me with the laundry and he'll help me with the dishes and he'll take things down to the garage for me, which is, you know, outside and around the corner and then down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And he he's very helpful and very capable. And, you know, you just gotta, I guess, let them do their thing. And, you know, it doesn't matter if the dishes aren't perfectly stacked in the dishwasher, they're in the dishwasher, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if the laundry, you know, isn't folded perfectly. He he did it, and he did a great job. And that's you know, that's where practice comes in and perfects yeah. itself. But he's he's very helpful. That's he's very helpful, and I he's think, very capable.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a kind of reminder for all of us as parents. It's often easier and faster if we just do things ourselves. But if it we is. want to raise yeah children who can take care of themselves and who can contribute and who exactly. can, uh, jump in to contribute. We have to include them and it's often easier if we started at a very young age rather than kind of, Oh, you know, when they're physically able to do something neatly, then we try to introduce it there. You know, they may not be as interested as if we bring it in when they're younger. So that's a good exactly. think, reminder for all of us to make <laughs> space Excuse and me. room for even the youngest of children you
1: know can yeah, people right, or... tend to do things for them. Yeah. Yes. The yes. youngest, I remember people were always doing things for me because they wanted to hurry us up. So like yeah. my brother and my sister are older and my parents would always just like hurry me along and do things for me. And I just remember, you know, saying I can't I can do this. I can do it on my own. It might take another couple minutes, but I can do it. And um
0: yeah, so but I was being rushed. Be. <laughs> yeah, that's how you learn to be an independent adult, right? And and you know capable of yep, contributing exactly the yeah. Good, good. So, yeah, as we are uh-huh. winding down, tell us, you know, how you're juggling all of this. Because, you know, not only do you, you know, work and, you know, kind of juggle as a single mom, the needs around your you know, your home, you know, now you're in, you know, involved in, in an industry or beginning to be involved to getting a taste of, of an industry that often, you know, will sometimes require travel and scheduling and, and all of those things if Tanner, you know, continues in media. Uh, so tell us how you're juggling sure. that.
1: Well it's sort of a as you know, this is us doesn't really like to share this, the upcoming story plots right, and they keep, keep everybody surprised. Def- yeah. It's very, very tight lipped, I'm telling you. Right. And right. Um, so you know, when we if in that's you know, right now, that's just basically that and then his school music and his school band and stuff is what he's involved in, but it's sort of they tell us to you know, well, we want you for this week. And it's like the day before. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, and they're very great. They plan everything and they give, you know, they take care of us, basically picking us up to dropping us off at our home. Mm -hmm. It's all taken care of. And Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And. And they literally tell us like two days before. So, and luckily it's just, you know, a quick plane trip and everything, but, you know, he has to have, Tanner has to have good grades and be approved by his school and his superintendent and stuff in order to go and to get that work permit and everything to go down and do the work. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of steps involved. It's not just, oh, you have an agent and they find you jobs. You mean you have to get, you know, a child's work permit. You have to set up a Coogan account so the money that the child makes by law can go into the account so that the parents can't take it all. So I think that's great too. So we set up a fund for Tanner that he can't touch till he's 18. But when he does get that money at 18, he'll be happy and he'll remember, oh my gosh, I worked for this and you know, and it grows and grows over the years. So Right. you know that's going to be something for him yeah. and
0: and you also mentioned yeah, his musical um, has musical talents he's so. very
1: musical he I, I i don't have any musical talent so i'm not <laughs> sure how exciting this is but i've been told it's really neat he has perfect pitch yeah. and he can hear okay. things on you know the radio or just another song and then play it like that on his keyboard he plays mm-hmm. the drums and he's learning to play the bass guitar as well yeah. so
0: that's incredible yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. As a musical, and he can person, play the
1: drums on his keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. As a musical person, I have huge respect for that. Who does not have perfect pitch? Um, you know, it, it is quite <laughs> incredible. It, it is quite incredible. When again it comes to the the hearing piece yep. of things, right? And when it, you know, when we are thinking about, you know, how to support our children with their gifts and their talents, right? It, it can be easy to to maybe hope. Think, oh, I, you know, this is what I wish that they could do. But really, they have many things that they can, can do and they should be doing and are gifted uniquely, you know, to do. And so, you know, as, as parents, especially, uh, you know, working and ourselves, I find it one of the challenges is, is really figuring out how does that all fit into our family schedule and our family calendar so that we still have time for each other and you know the, the you know having a pandemic you know year in twenty twenty kind of reminded me and reordered all of that to slow us all down a bit and yeah. help us you know quite prioritize you know the, the things that are important to us.
1: Yes, and I you know I think every teacher deserves a raise. Oh, yes. Two <laughs> um, raises. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, and I really do. I think that needs to be such. I think putting a lot of more money into education is so important. And it, 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 at the beginning of the pandemic, there are many kids and families that don't have wi- Wi-Fi, and they work two jobs. Even the kids do. And you know, it, to take for granted that a family has Wi-Fi and has an extra iPad or laptop for them to use is unrealistic. So I definitely think, yeah, we've been shown a lot of what. Children and kids need in every community to be successful with education. This pandemic has shown that it's not fair. And these kids need a fair shot. Every one of them in every home. Absolutely. And so that's, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: good. So, you know, what uh, advice would you have, you know, for a mom, maybe who's getting a new diagnosis? You know, okay. It could be yeah, it could be vision impairment or it could be really any any new diagnosis because that's in and of itself, yeah, no. you know, a process and a journey. So what advice do you
1: have? Yeah. I think I had a pity party for half a day and then I, you know, I, I said this is not gonna do any any good for my son. So I I immediately called Blind Babies Foundation. Again, if your child has a specific impairment or disability, you've got to look that up. There's so much information online in every city and state. In the U.S., there's so many resources and there's national resources as well. So I would look up any kind of groups of moms or the organization itself. If, like, the child has autism, I would look up, the you know, the specific diagnosis. I looked up Tanner's specific diagnosis and then I, you know, looked it up, looked it online. I mean, I did a lot of research online about it and I got him in, like, as soon as I could with early intervention and development. And that was the best move for us because it took us out of the house when you have a child that has different needs or special needs or disability that you tend to want to keep them in the house and, and just sort of shut the world away and, and coddle them. But that's the opposite. You, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, when the pandemic clears and everything is healthy and whatnot, you want to take them out in the world and you want to get them used to everything. And that means touching everything, hearing everything, feeling everything, you know, meeting new people and, and getting them socialized is a huge, huge importance. Again. Yes, yes,
0: yes you, you mentioned autism and that's, you know, one area that I work with as a developmental you know, pedi- nurse practitioner in pediatrics. So I, you know, there are, like you mentioned, there are so many resources and I'll mention early support program for autism yeah. based out of Stanford. Uh, here okay. because you can actually regardless of what developmental challenge is happening you can reach out to them they're that you know helpful stanford that even if amazing. a child doesn't have autism
1: yeah stanford
0: yes, is support program at autism yeah awesome yeah they are yeah. and you know and like, I, I echo that you know if you nowadays with google there's like you know an internet right there's no kind of barriers and facebook and just all yeah. the different platforms that we have now reach yep. out because they're, yes, there are so many and then if they're mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then regional and, centers and are you, see, tasked you see other parents
1: areas. yeah yeah you see other yeah. parents have the same needs and then you begin friendships and you you know become friends with a lot of the other parents whether the needs are different than your child are the same it's really right. it's really interesting it's really because you feel kind of like alone I guess mm-hmm. when you know I hadn't even met really a blind person my whole life and I had a visually impaired Spanish teacher in 7th grade but I mean visually visually impaired so she she could see very very little but she could still see and and so you know my immediate what reaction was and who am I going to who is going to be friends with me or who is going to you know want to you know take me under their wing and and there are a lot of people out there that wow. would love That mentor and be big buddies with or show show the ropes so yeah yeah they're out there
0: they are (laughs) don't give up and that's right that's right and yeah we happen to you know like to live actually right across the street from you know the the california school for deaf and blind and so just because of that proximity you know we got to see and just experience families and, and people in the community just living life you know, at the grocery store and at the Starbucks, you know, who had uh, some form of visual or hearing impairment. And it's it's a really neat thing to just have people all around who are different and to learn and grow from each other. And like you mentioned, it is a community. Like there are there are communities for everything and we can't do this alone
1: as parents.
0: And so definitely reach out.
1: And there's one thing that maybe as a final note, I think that my son has taught me more about life and about myself in the last 11 years of his being here than I had my whole first 35 years of life. So, and I mean, I think that's what parents say in general, but I mean, he has taught me so much and just about myself as well and and opened up a whole new world, I think for us and has just really taught us to see things differently. And it's been amazing. So I I think it's definitely a gift. (laughs)
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And in all of it, we have to take care of ourselves too, as as moms. And I imagine that, you know, it takes on some different nuances when your child has a special need or, you know, or that's combined with being a single mom. So, you know, what do you do for self-care, you know, when you make time for self-care?
1: Well, I love I love reading. And I know that sounds really boring. But I do I love reading a lot. My son's really put up with me just sitting and reading. And when I was younger, when we were younger, Tanner was just a toddler. He would jump, we got him a mini trampoline with the little handles and stuff that you can hold on to when he was just a baby before he could walk. So he was jumping on that holding on to the side for hours every day. And I would just sit next to him and I'd, you know, play with him and I'd read. And because most moms are running around chasing after their kids. Well, when you have a child, you can't see. He doesn't feel like running right away. That comes later in life. And so, you know, he jumped and he jumped Mm -hmm. and he jumped and it was such great exercise for him. Then we eventually moved up to bigger trampolines that you could, you know, jump on inside the house and bigger and bigger. And now he has one outdoor at his dad's because he just grew too tall and too big. But I think. (laughs) I, I really do. I think finding something that they love to do at an early age and just letting them do it, you know, it it is relaxing kind of. So, mm-hmm. um, You know, I would just kind of zone out and read while he just jumped and giggled and jumped and listened to music and jumped and sang songs. And I mean, it was, you know, but I. I'm a girly girl, so I do love like pedicures and manicures and shopping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't get them that often these
0: days. <laughs> it is a little bit different, but you know, we can sometimes even learn to do those things for ourselves as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, great. And we got Tanner and I recently, before the tam- pandemic, we started getting massages at this place down the street, Tanner and I. And he loves that, yeah. and so do yeah. I. So that's a treat when things get healthy and stuff. We like to do that together.
0: That yeah. together. Yeah, yeah wonderful great well thank you so much for you know sharing you know, your story you. and tanner's story with us it's uh, it's been thank a you pleasure yes yeah, such a treat and if you haven't you know for listeners if you haven't listened already in season one I interview another mom podcaster uh, for this is us because you know it's my show and we're talking about it here so if you haven't already you know listened uh, listen to the mom podcasters' uh, kind of own journey in media as well as we did a bonus episode on kind of the mother journey of the different mothers in the show. So hopefully we'll stay in touch and maybe get a chance to do something like that again.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: Good. for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There, you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview. Join us next time for more encouragement and
0: support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.
1: Thanks for listening.